Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bears on Tap, a podcast about the Chicago Bears presented to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me. Well, actually, you can't follow me on Twitter because my shit got hacked. But you can follow my co-host, Joey, at Joey Knows Nothing. You can follow Quinn at Butkus Stats. Sorry, muscle memory. That's just how we always open the show. Uh, my account is currently under C's from a Dogecoin account. But it is Packer Week. Fuck the cheese. Fuck the beer. Fuck the state of Wisconsin. Not a state in my book. We're a 49-state union this week. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Justin Fields is hurt. There's a lot going on this week. But at the end of the day, we still want to find a way to beat Green Bay. Oh, man. That was a nice little poem right there. And uh, just get back in the win column. My goodness, it's been so long since we've won a football game. And we've seen some good football along the way. We just can't find a way to put it together for four quarters. But, boys, how are we doing today? Good, man. Um, I see you didn't survive the mutiny, so I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, Elon, um, Elon's got it out for me, man. I think Alap, our fellow writer here at ONTAP, uh, sold your account overseas. So, you know, sorry. I hope you made some good money on that. Yeah. Um, it's cold in this house. Everything's shriveled up. Uh, no, nah, I'm just playing. But, yeah, doing good, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm uh, just I'm just sitting here trying to rethink of all my favorite memories of Packers games. I think I have like five games to choose from, maybe. And since I started watching the Bears, but like, I'm, I was just like going through some in my head and thinking, like, man, those, those felt nice, you know? Yeah. And I just don't know if we're going to get that same feeling of nice this weekend. But like, let's start out with a tinfoil hat, right? Let's say we get Aaron Rodgers out there on Sunday. And let's say he goes up against Trevor Simeon or Nathan Peterman. How funny would it be if one of those two fucking doofuses finds a way to win us a football game against Aaron Rodgers? Dude, that would be all time if that happened. <laughs> you can't like, even I'd, say I owe I'd you honestly, I'd honestly be sitting here pissed because I'd be like, it didn't help Fields at all. Yeah. We just lost draft position. What are we doing? But, like, at the same time, it would be hysterical. Hysterical. I mean, would we even be that surprised the way the Packers are playing right now? Like, it, Aaron Rodgers, it sounds like he's going to play, right? So, yeah. like, he's been a big problem. <laughs> like, a big part of the problem over there. So, I don't know, man. Like, that would just be incredible if they could pull that off. Even though, like, I want to lose every single game from here on out. I, I hate to say that because I really don't. Like, when we're watching the games, yeah. I don't want them to lose at all. Just doesn't but hurt as much like we said, though, when we lose. I'm still game. pissed. I'm still pissed at MetLife Stadium and that Ponzi scheme that you talked about mm-hmm. uh, on the post-game show. Like, what are we doing, guys? Mooney's out for the year, it sounds like. Yeah, Jackson's on IR, too. Jackson on IR. You got Brisker and, and uh, Gordon Dude. still didn't practice, right? Like. Honestly, I mean, that wasn't because of Matt Life, but at, at this point, bro, go to all the parks in the city and hold a couple tree outs. Tell people they get to play for the Bears for the rest of the season. You're probably not going to get paid too handsomely. We're not going to win anyways. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's clear and obvious that it took us a little bit longer as fans because we're meatballs to realize that we are in a full blown tank. This wasn't a retool and reload. This was a sink the ship, make sure that we can find a way to get a new ship, and we're just in fucking limbo right now. We just have to ride the rest of this season out. There's nothing. Like, there isn't even a – you can't even hold on to hope for your win total, bro. Your win total is probably smoked. I haven't even looked. I mean, what was it, five and a half? Listen, I I put an article out, so I'm I'm, I'm going down with that ship too. The (laughs) only, like – the only – positives that I'm sitting here really at this point in the season is like Cole Komet's looked like a dude. Uh, Justin Fields has looked like a dude. Jack Sanborn has looked like a dude and brisker. Other than that, I'm like, I don't even know what we're doing out here every week. Like it's clear and obvious that we're probably not going to win many more games, if any at all. But Patrick Leaf in the comments says I'm torn. The meatball in me wants them to win. However, the higher draft pick gives the Bears gives the Bears a lot of power in the draft to trade down and get a bunch of picks. And Patrick Leaf is correct because 
listen, nobody that's in this – well, I shouldn't say nobody, but there is a very slim chance that anybody that is on this show or watching this show, definitely not on the show, that has ever seen the Bears have the number one draft pick, right? And that weight in this in this day and age, that number one draft pick is at a high premium. You know what I'm saying? Like you could get a couple picks in the first round in that same draft. So that's a, a very good point from Patrick. I really do like that. But if we find ourselves anywhere in the top three and the draft nerds do what they do during draft season and push guys up and down the board, we may still be, even be able to trade down depending on what our needs are and and what's there at that point. But one thing I, I did want to bring up, because you did talk about Aaron Rodgers and the injury report. So everyone else on the injury report for the Packers has something next to their name except for Aaron Rodgers and Romeo Dubes. And I do know that they have lunch together every day. So I'm just going to go with uh, cheese curds and beer was their – status for today's practice because it doesn't say anything it doesn't say dnp no limited no full no nothing just blank space ayahuasca fill in the blank with drugs yes drug guy they had to get their mind right yep (laughs) they've been dealing with some other injuries too like uh they haven't had devondre campbell Mm -hmm. um i think he i think he was limited today right um i thought i saw him limited just on the, the injury report that i saw but yeah, um, and Eric Stokes has been out. I think he's still on IR. And uh, yeah. Rashawn Gary's been on IR. Savage is out, too. Borum didn't practice today for us either. I don't know if you mentioned that, Pete. You might have mentioned that. Um, not that Larry. it really matters. I don't yeah. know what he does. <laughs> I was going to say, Larry Borum's not a state, bro. <laughs> he's not a state. He's not a town <laughs> village. Yeah, all right. Go say what you said, and I'll, I'll run through after you guys say what you need to say. I'll run through the whole injury report. And then we'll this. this lovely, lovely matchup, arguably the worst matchup in the series history. There's nothing to play for for either of these teams. Yeah, it's – I mean – I mean, yeah, it's the Packers, right? Like, I like Sam's comment there, too, like, sucker-free sports talk. Um, my buddy Sam in the comments, like – Beat the Packers at all costs, dude. Like, if this is the one game that I'm okay with them winning and Aaron Rodgers playing, we don't know if Fields is playing or not, like we've already kind of said. But if he does play, I feel like he's kind of trending in that direction. I know the injury was – what was it? It's like an AC joint, right, with the shoulder. So I had a similar injury in high school, which not a professional athlete, guys. What do you know? I mean, I don't know if you guys guessed that or not. Not a professional athlete. Only at halftime. Um, yeah, <laughs> do a lot of work out at halftime. Um, if you know, you know the ritual. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I had an AC joint. It was my left shoulder. I was playing baseball. I dove back into first base. Guy tried to back pick me like Wilson Contreras. Um, he didn't get me. Just if you're wondering. Um, not but a professional I, athlete. Not a professional athlete. High school sports. Um, yeah, I'm going to be that meatball for a second, but I'm just talking about the injury in general. I could have been misdiagnosed, right? I couldn't lift my shoulder. Like to turn my, my, uh, turn signal on my car driving home after the bus got home, uh, back to school and then driving my car home. I couldn't turn my turn signal on the next day or two days after I'm like, I got to get this checked out. Like I can't do anything. I can't play baseball like this. So the doctor said it was AC joint. And that took me a good two weeks. And I actually did go to like a little rehab here in town. And it took me a good two weeks to get just the pain to numb. Like I couldn't lift my arm. Could be completely different for Fields. Like I don't know the situation. He also has the best doctors like in the world or like some of the best doctors that you can even have at your fingertips. The Bears do and just NFL teams in general. So I'm sure they can get him prepared to play. But now we're kind of looking at like two weeks. And I feel like with the good doctors, he's probably going to be healthy enough to play. He was limited today, obviously. And said he, I think he said he felt better than he was last week. Um, obviously over time, it's going to get better. Do you want him playing? Like I'm at the point where I don't really care. Like I, I kind of don't really want him to play because then you have the bye week coming up. So kind of give him that rest. But if he can play, who am I to say? You know, like, you know what they need? You know what we need? I shouldn't say they because I got to embrace the stuff. You know what we need? Josh Johnson. 
Just sign Josh, Josh Johnson. Johnson. Just what do we lose by signing Josh Johnson? Just catching <laughs> him on the bench. Just sign, just sign If you don't know who Josh Johnson is, you have not watched football for like the last 15 years because he's played. <laughs> if you have a football team in your city, he's played for it. I promise you. Not around the block a minute. Yeah. So I think one of the things with Fields injury that like worries me more if he plays is, you know, you hear like left shoulder. It's not his throwing shoulder, right? Should be fine. But you think back to guys like Anthony Miller and Mitch Trubisky who had non-throwing like that. Well, Anthony Miller wasn't quarterback, so that doesn't really matter. But with Mitch, it was non-throwing shoulder injury. And it's like he played through it, banged it up pretty rough, and then started having to wear a harness to keep it in play, to, to keep everything right with it. And that affected his throwing. Like it's like it can you can make it worse and worse, and then there's there's consequences to that. And I think I'd rather just see Fields like you know just just get better. You know, just don't don't force your way back for a Packers game, and then you know you get your shoulder shot up so you can't feel it, and you start using it as a uh, you know battering ram out there because you're like screw it, why not? Like that. I mean, because that that's what would happen, right? That's what Trevor Simeon. If you're not feeling the pain, if you're not, if you have a pain block on the shoulder and you're not feeling it, you're probably gonna, and you're out there in the middle of a game, you're probably just gonna start using it. I'm almost positive that's what they did with Trevor Simeon with that oblique because he didn't practice today. Like, yeah, yeah, he's so. I mean, that's common <laughs> in the NFL. You know, like a guy gets hurt. You put a, you, they get a pain block and they, they keep going. That's, you know, I remember in college, uh, I went to Texas Tech and when Pat Mahomes was there, it was like his junior year, he had a, he, he, his throwing shoulder, he messed up and he got a pain block for every game, but it was like around the early fourth quarter, it started to wear off and all of a sudden his throws weren't right. <laughs> like, but it's, that's what these guys do. That's when you need that inside information so that we can start betting, just slamming the house at halftime (laughs) when a team falls behind and they're playing like a a quarterback with an injury like that. Heck, last year, Khalil Mack was playing on a broken foot. You think he did that without a pain block? Like, no. No. Absolutely not. No, and uh, I fucking wouldn't. You're going to give me the opportunity to use it. I'm going to use it. I I saw a video, and I don't know if it was like college. I would hope college but it was definitely like a player after a game and he was like oh yeah they gave me a little a little something at halftime and they're like they gave you what and he's just kind of like just like (laughs) smiles and like walk he does like the james harden like slide away (laughs) but but yeah bro do you remember how fried aaron Rodgers was when he came back out at, uh, at at full time after we lost that game on Sunday night football, I think, in week one yeah. a few years back. That man was fucking cooked. And That's the first time he tried ayahuasca. That was the yeah, first time. No, that man was in there puffing the peace pipe at halftime and taking shots. But listen, there okay, this is a fun this is a fun activity before we get into before we get into the rest of the show. Top three teams that you hate in all of sports, and I'll start first because it's clear and obvious for me and it should Honestly, it'd be obvious for all three of us what our number one is, but I'm going Green Bay. I just – every single time we play them, it's always something. And like you said, Quentin, you can probably count on one hand the amount of times that you're like, wow, that was, that was a good showing against the Packers. But, yeah, absolutely cannot stand them. And then the other two are colleges, which ultimately leads me to believe that places aren't states. But – this, this should come as no surprise. Uh, Ohio State. I absolutely cannot stand Ohio State. I will not put the D in front of it because they're not a state. And uh, the third and final one's Alabama. And I think Ima- Imagine you have a school where you have to put the in front of. Yeah. Anyways. But I also hate Alabama. But uh, we'll go Q. Q might have a little Big 12 hatred in there, I would think. You know, honestly, I don't. Just because, like, with college sports, it's like I hate – I hate a team until it's like they're on an 
national stage against someone outside the conference and then i'm like i want my conference to look good yeah you know <laughs> so it's, like, it's kind of a weird just aspect kids. there like i hate i hate ut but you know what i'm gonna root for if they're playing against bama <laughs> yeah you um, wouldn't feel that way though if you're a fan oh, well, of at least SEC this year team. next year i won't if no if it was an sec school that um, you're a fan of i don't think you'd feel like that but yeah yeah that's a little different um and if I went to a school that was, you know, more, more like if I was at LSU, you know, I wouldn't feel that way about Bama, right? Because no. they're, they're, they're all, they're both playing on the national stage so often. Um, but for me, Packers, clear number one, easy number two, St. Louis Cardinals. Can't stand them. Want Fuck the Cardinals. Them. Wish they'd fall off the face of the earth. Um, number three, um, uh, it's not really a team, but it kind of is. Wherever LeBron James is playing. <laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs> LeBron oh, James great. is not a state. Oh, that's great. <laughs> All right. All right, Kelly, what you got for me? I mean, Q said the two that I was going to name right off the bat. I like It's like neck and neck for me, Packers and Cardinals. Like yeah. those two, those two teams are like the actually probably the only teams I – legitimately hate you saw that clark the cup video i sent you earlier was that with this wang hanging out (laughs) (laughs) what was was that dude did you send me that because i think my brother-in-law sent me that too i didn't even know that was that was clark the cup's introduction on csn for our real chicago heads that remember csn nobody proof like (laughs) looked at that ahead of time nobody just even (laughs) somebody sent them that to them as like a joke and they're like yeah this is the one we're airing yeah, Twitter <laughs> Twitter joke before Twitter, but who's your third and least favorite team in all of sports? Oh, this is – man, this is tough. I ha- You got one football, one baseball. Basketball, I don't really have – like, I kind of agree with Q. I really don't like any team that LeBron plays. Um, I guess college-wise we'll go with Ohio State's probably, like, my least favorite being a Big Ten guy especially. And then um, – but the Red Wings. I've always hated the Red Wings. Um, and they're not even like it's not really as big of a rivalry now, yeah. like with the uh, the Blackhawks. But we I, I used to and we both stink right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the Blackhawks are they can't be a rivalry with anybody at this point. Um, so I don't know. You, you probably ask Ron more about yeah. that. I'm sure Four Feathers Talk just... guys would disagree with what I'm saying right now. But I just have always hated the Red Wings. Like I remember thinking this when they when the NHL realigned and like it's just like gone on to be very true it's so sad that they like just destroyed that rivalry by putting yeah. them in yeah they should have never done that like it just it, it's sad because i i that would have been an answer for me years ago but now it's like it didn't even pop up in my head and if there's yeah. one thing we all appreciate in sports that's tradition and uh if there's anything in the nfl that says tradition by definition it's the chicago bears versus the green bay packers and I would have to look back at all the matchups, which there are hundreds. But like I said a few minutes ago, all things considered, this may be the most meaningless Bears-Packers game in recent memory. Usually there's something on the line. Usually one of the two teams, and when I say usually like eight times out of ten, it's the Packers are in a playoff race or are trying to secure something. Uh, my most notable memory for Bears Packers is obviously when we clinched against them at Soldier Field in 18. But yeah, you have to find a way to win this one. I know we talked we talked a little bit off air uh, after last week's show about some of the reasoning why we think that the Bears absolutely have to win this one. But I just think that if we have Justin Fields, and I know we probably don't want to see him play, but you know that's the type of kid that you have to take his helmet. Like, he's going to play if he wants to play and is cleared to. It's not going to be a we'll sit him out situation. They can't stop anyone running the football, dude, and all we do is run the football. This could be a boa constrictor game. This could be a game where it doesn't matter what quarterback we have playing. As long as we're able to get three and four, three to four yards in a cloud of dust and keep the chains moving, we'll stay on the field and we'll keep that drug addict on the, drug addict on the sideline with his peace pipe. Breaking every tablet in sight. Bro, they gave up, what was it, 363 rushing yards last week? 
Yeah, they got hurt. They got killed, dude. And Hurts and Miles Sanders was hurt. I mean, score, the score was not indicative of that game. Thirty second yeah. in run defense DVOA. This team spent, I believe, it was the second most money on the defensive side of the ball. The second most money on the defensive side of the ball, and their defense is playing like this. They've had a lot of letdowns from guys, guys not playing as well as they did last year. Um, you know, Razul Douglas, obviously, even in the secondary. You got Kenny Clark not playing as well. Um, Scott Crawford here, our boy Scott from Iowa. Hertz had 100 yard, yard rushing in the first quarter. That's wild. That's wild. Like to even and, ha- to even have that much possession because it's not like you can get it all on one drive, you know. No, yeah, I mean, like electric. They're getting these explosive plays too. Like it's just, and, and I mean, a lot of that too is guys being hurt. We talked about was it Campbell? Um, you know, we talked about a couple other guys, uh, but just not knowing gaps. I guess I don't really know. Like the talent. The, the defensive coordinator is getting a lot of heat this past week too. Like um, Joe Barry, people want his head on a swivel. Like they want him ran out of town. They don't even want him coaching this week against the bears. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I feel like they're running a ton of zone Q. I don't know if you watched any of the film this week. I'm sure, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, so you probably have a little bit more insight on like exactly how all that. I mean, I watched the game on Sunday, but I don't know. Yeah. Man. I mean, they're, they're cover three and cover one almost exclusively. Um, it's, it's weird. It's very weird. Last year, like, I I was making fun of the Packers a year ago for having Joe Barry as their defensive coordinator, a guy who's been around the league. Like, can you know what he is at this point. And then last year, he flipped the script. He, he was very good. Like, I mean, the run defense was still a problem. But as far as coverages go, they varied it up. They ran a good amount of – Cover one, cover three, borders, cover six. They had you constantly guessing what they were doing this year. It's like they regress back down, and maybe the injuries are part of the reason why it's changed what they can do schematically, but it's cover one, cover three. That That's that's really all we're seeing from them. Occasionally they're throwing in some quarters or maybe some cover six here and there, but it's like on third down, you can, you can count on cover three better than 50% of the time. And so- so the huddle of the Packers defense kind of sounds like Kyler Murray in his press conference out there. He just gets to the huddle and he's like, you know, schematically we were fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Well, I mean, so the tape I watched was, was last week's game against the Eagles. And it was like, they, they want, they came out, they came out to start the game third downs. They wanted to run cover one. They wanted man coverage. They wanted to blitz Jalen hurts. And then Jalen hurts put up, put up like, 75 yards the first three times they tried to do it. And they were like, well, this doesn't work. So we're just going to recover three the rest of the time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, their defense is perplexing to me, man. Like they have some hogs on the D line who I like and can can have the power to hold up. Like Kenny Clark is a monster. No one doubts that. Um, And uh, the kid they got out of Georgia last year, Devontae Wyatt's a good player. Actually, he might be injured. I didn't see him on the tape anywhere, come to think of it. Uh, But Dean Lowry out of Northwestern, guy's solid against the run. But he went to a school I was just from local kid. Yeah, Dean Lowry. He's in my sister's class, actually. Um, He's from Rockford? Yeah, Dean Lowry is. It's pretty cool. But, I, it, I wish he was on the Bears, honestly, but I don't yeah. know how he's been playing this year. He's really going to keep playing hard because he don't want to go back to the hood, man. <laughs> All right, Rockford's not just an entire hood. <laughs> I mean, that school was on the west side, though. I will say that. Oh, it is on the shit. west side. I'm just but, giving you shit, bro. Yeah, I know. Side. I know. I grew up on the west but, side, too. So, What I saw was that really their linebackers had a hard time playing through blockers they they you know i mean we talked about it plenty pat no can they go can they stack and shed can they get through a block or do they have to try to run around it and like some of the times it just seemed like on tape the packers linebackers weren't even trying to run around it they were just kind of accepting that they were blocked and trying to clog up here or there but really that that was the issue i saw devondre campbell having been out is probably really making it a lot worse than it had been and Packers haven't been able to stop the run 
for like three years now, you know, yeah. but this is the worst it's been. I feel like Kenny Clark hasn't been playing as well as he normally has either. Like, I don't, I don't so know. I'm, I'm really not sure how good of a run stuffer Clark is. Like, I know he can, but I almost get the feeling that he's more of a pass rushing nose tackle watching him because he's such a good pass rusher. And it's like, he, you get this assumption that he's a run stuffer because he's a nose tackle, but I'm not sure that he is a run stuffer. You know, he's capable of it, but I'm not sure it's what he excels at. Hmm. If you actually think of it, though, like, think about it for what it is, though. The Packers' run defense is something that has actually never been good. Just think, like, think those defenses back. really have never been good. That's why it's no, that's yeah. why it's incredible that's why, this season was supposed to be a good defense. But, like, think of, like, some of, like, the big playoff performances that we've seen not even running backs put up against their run. Like, like think about Kaepernick. Think about Vic. Think about Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert, yeah. Like, they just get – well, think about any time that they played the 49ers late, later than Thanksgiving. They just get absolutely shit-pumped. But, yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, matchup-wise, regardless of the Jimmys and Joes, I think – schematically because you brought that word up and all i kept hearing was fucking kyler murray just being schematically <laughs> we're fucked dude this is a perfect game for us shorten the game play good defense which won't happen so that kills part of that but play somewhat like halfway decent defense i think maybe we'll get a couple guys back for this game brisker still didn't press uh, brisker still didn't practice and gordon didn't but who knows? Like, anything can happen. This Packers offense has not been good all year, and they may have had a little bit of an outburst the last few weeks, but it's really just all Christian Watson. Like, if you look at just by the numbers, like Christian Watson probably has over 50% of their touchdowns. In he like has the six last touchdowns the last three games. Yeah, so it's probably more like 80% because there's no way they have – I'm not good at math. Next person, please. <laughs> Dude, I'm so upset that he's actually working out. Uh, like, he can only run in the straight line. Fast. Yeah, he can only like, run in a straight line. Yeah, the first couple weeks, whatever, dropping yeah. everything. He's, like, his, improved his route running a lot. He's so electric. Yeah, we got his a long speed. You weren't going to keep that down. Like, yeah, he's so unless good. He, unless he, like, like, John Ross got hurt and there's, like, kind of – Never did any like John Ross didn't hang around the league long enough to do anything. But no. when you have speed like that, if you're staying healthy, you're gonna burst. Like John Ross is the reason. John Ross is the reason why draft scouts get fired so quick. Hold on a second. Why is Scott from Iowa taking shots at my city now? See what you welcomed here, beat on. You welcomed Scott to come at you. Still, will rock anyone from Rockford, Illinois. He's not wrong. I, I covered a couple Stillman games this year. Scott from Iowa Iowa's is not a state now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's probably not too happy after uh, the corn the corn guys paid him a visit last week. But, oh, man. yeah, man. Uh, None of us are. They got their we, own issues, though, now. If we can play our type of football, which, honestly, I don't even know what our type of football is this season, <laughs> right? That just sounded like the right – it sounded like it sounded like the right way to say it, right? Like run the football, move the football, love the football, and score. Just score. Put the, the ball in Justin's hands, yeah. and Jesus take the wheel. Become one with <laughs> the football. Good. But yeah, dude, run run Monty as much as we can. I don't know how much I like running Fields in this game, especially if he's kind of banged up. So I think that when in doubt, give it to Monty. Like Monty is the the most consistent and reliable person on that offense, bar none. And especially now, you know, Mooney's out, so you're going to need Claypool to step up. Don't know what's going on with Nikhil Harry. Need something from Pettis. Need something from St. Brown. Cole Komet's got to do his thing. Like, everybody has to contribute. It has to almost be. What was Claypool's injury? It's, oh, yeah, Claypool is on the list. He got injured at the end of the game. He has a week. knee injury, and he's a, he was a limited participant today. Okay. Yeah, and Simeon didn't practice today. So, yeah, dude, this is literally the Nathan Peterman game. This is an Nathan There was game. a time for Valus Jones to have a game his anyway, this his, week. His anytime touchdown just snuck into my slit for this weekend. Yeah, I think I might take it. Yeah. 
today's the weird. I, I was just week. sitting here saying, when you got speed like that, you're gonna as long as you can see the field, you're gonna you're gonna flash. Well, do you worry about do you worry about his 2020 vision being a senior citizen or? <laughs> I do. Um, I don't know if we should though, but little. I mean, the cataracts have got to be an issue by now. But he's out there like squinting. Like, is that is that the first down marker? But he's the Snoop Dobby Dob meme right now. What do you think we do <laughs> defensively, boys? Because in that aspect, if Aaron Rodgers, because listen, you can say what you want about this Packers offense and anything about Aaron Rodgers, but you know there's one guarantee in this life outside of death and taxes, and that's Aaron Rodgers waking up rock fucking hard on Sunday and ready to just absolutely maul this defense. And listen, Mike White just threw for three touchdowns and like 65,000 yards. Aaron Rodgers is licking his chops right now. I'm sad. I'm scared. I mean, he owns the 30. They say it every time. You said they're going to score 30? Yeah. They're going to put up 30. That's I, – I, dude, yeah. With the Jets can, he is. I mean, like, especially after all the talk, like, when he left the game with the injury, all week he's been hearing this, Jordan Love, Jordan Love, Jordan Love looked pretty good, blah, blah, blah. Almost brought him back in the game. You know, and he wasn't perfect. There was guys wide open, like – the. The Eagles basically went into like prevent mode. Like it wasn't like they were up by a little bit. They didn't care at that point. And then they actually had a little bit of a scare. Complete the sixty-yard touchdown pass. I don't think anyone would be talking about how good he looked. I think and that was such an easy play. And was this? Yeah. Because honestly, I didn't even watch the game. But was the sixty-yarder was like how many of those were air yards? Uh, like twenty, many, it was oh. maybe fifteen. It, oh, it, it was it was a deep slant. It, it it was a slant route that was run a little deeper over the middle of the field, and Christian Watson did the rest with the speed. He just ran into a straight line, like into the wall behind the end zone. And then he missed um Lazard on like a like a Lazard. He rolled out right, and Lazard kind of like peeled back, took off on like a uh, I forget what the what was like an out pattern, but then he curled up. He missed him. Like, I don't even know if he was aiming for him or not even looking at him. But, like, yeah, that would have been a pretty good play, but he was wide open. So, I mean, like, there's plays in there. It wasn't like he was perfect. Like, Rodgers is yeah. hearing this all week, though. Like, he's coming, like you said. He's he's ready, he, bro. You know he's, he's going to go to this game. But, yeah, other than that, so their injury report, Darnell Savage did not practice. Aaron Rodgers, lunch with Romeo Dubes. Aaron Jones, limited participant. Elgin Jenkins did not participate. Shamar Jean Charles, full participant. Rudy Ford, full participant, both BBs. Uh, Romeo Dubes, lunch with Aaron Rodgers. A.J. Dillon, uh, limited participant. Devondre Campbell, lim- Devondre Campbell, limited. Uh, Chris Barnes, full participant. And then David Bakhtiari did not participate. Now, I honestly don't even think he's played like that much this year, Bakhtiari. Has he not? I think he's been playing. I think he played last week too, but yeah, I think I thought he was fully back now, but I I honestly haven't paid enough like watched enough Packers games to pay attention. He to might have missed a little zero bit. Zero in though. on left tackle in the film. So God, their games have been so bad this year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I've been I've been enjoying all of them. Bad depending so, on how you look at it, but like just I haven't just really been bad, watching bad football them. games to watch, like just poor execution. So I can talk a little on their offense here. I found some really interesting numbers through watching the film and some stuff I noticed that like they are, they are so reliant on play action and screen passes this year. Um, I think that's new. Like they, they were high up there and play action definitely. And probably some on screen passes in the past, but this year it's especially um, 45% of their dropbacks are their play action or screen passes. I mean, I mean that's a huge number to me that they're, they're not, only actually dropping back on 50%, like 55% yeah. of their dropbacks. And most um, of those are just Aaron just saying, fuck it, someone's down there. And let me tell you, they're not down there. I mean, the Bears, that sounds like what the Bears were doing last week with Simeon. That's, that's, that's what the Bears are doing. 
Yeah. Yeah, even with fields, like, there's they a can't lot do more run else. options in there. It's yeah. because of the lack of talent. Like they have to. Dude, we get two um, hail mary shots a game, if that. But so, fifty-seven percent of Rogers touchdowns this year have come on screens or screens or play action, which is like forty-five percent of his dropbacks, but almost sixty percent of his touchdowns. Yeah, like the effectiveness it, and is huge. 80% of his interceptions, he's thrown nine this year. 80% of those have come on pure dropbacks with nothing else going on. So it's like, if you can get them out of screens and play action, your defense has a chance to do good things, is really what I saw. Their screen game is tricky, though. Like, I put it in my film review. Oh, yeah. they, they will Jones. give you. Aaron Jones is a beast out of the backfield catching the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, even just players aside, the the way they the way they draw stuff up, like I saw two different screen concepts run three times each, with each one being a different play, but same same movement, same action, same everything. So you're as the defense, you're sitting here saying, "Oh, they I, I recognize this play. They busted us up for twenty yards in the first quarter with this one. I'm gonna go stop it," and then. They're coming right where right where you just left because that's what they're expecting. Like it's it, a lot, lot of uh, what are they called? Uh, run screen options like RPOs, but it's just a screen instead of anything downfield. Uh, uh, where Rogers is basically making the decision based on what he's seeing pre-snap and right at the snap, and it's just really really well done the way their screen screen game runs. It's like this guy spends all summer doing drugs and not training, and now he just doesn't have time to sit in the pocket. He just wants to get rid of the ball as quick as possible. Yep. It's like they don't have faith in him to throw it deep or do anything like that anymore. I don't – I mean, he obviously still can, but that's yeah, kind of what I think it's feeling. I don't think they trust the receivers. And that's Personally, probably a big part trust the receivers to, to, to make – to run routes correctly, to get the separation and for the O-line to hold up for him too, because that's been an issue for them this year as well. Um, now on his, like whether he's declining or not, there were definitely some throws I saw that are like, huh, he would have made that a few years ago. Um, but I mean, we're talking very difficult throws that like not many quarterbacks in the NFL can make. But it was like a few years ago, like his his first interception against Philly last week. He was running to his right, threw deep to his right, short armed it. Guy was wide open if he hit it downfield, but left it about five yards short. Cornerback gets his hand on it, tipped up, intercepted by another guy. Like three years ago, he makes that throw. Um, but also. There are definitely still flashes of him making that throw. You know, it's just not as consistent as it used to be. There was another play that I saw. It was, I think, their second touchdown or maybe their third touchdown last week, um, where he breaks the pocket, scrambling to his right, throws across his body back to the left, twenty yards, right on the guy. Like the arm talent is still there. It's just not as consistent as it used to be, at least right now. Maybe that's about him mentally and like the work he's put in, or maybe it's about his arm actually tailing off some, I hope it's the latter, but. (laughs) See, I think more than anything, what I've seen from him is not pulling the trigger as fast as he used to. Like in in the quick hitting game, he does, but like on the plays that they are actually dropping back, there's certain plays where like you would see him deliver it and be more decisive and get rid of it to the read that is given to him. Not necessarily like to to Devante, to one player, actually. (laughs) It's just scheming him up and getting him open every time. I mean, like, he's just so good. I think it's trust. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't trust his guys. I feel like he's – Like he did Devante. He's starting to trust Watson, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then you still have Lazard there. Like, so now he has the two guys that – I mean, we're kind of facing – we're going to be facing him at the wrong time here. Because they're kind of getting it together a little bit offensively. Defensively, kind of depends if we have fields. But, like, offensively, I think we're kind of facing them at the wrong time, regardless of if it's Love or if it's Rodgers. 
I really just want them to beat the piss out of Rodgers one more time. Or one time. Like, I can't say one more time. They, they never really do it. They did with Lovey. Lovey got him. Yeah. Um, man, I just – if there's one thing I don't want to see this game, it's Rob Tanyan getting like a 30 or 40-yard touchdown. That's – Yeah, no, he's that's not That's the worst thing you player. can see. Not a real football player. That just means that they had, they completely pantsed you. Their coaching staff pantsed you and got Robert Tanyan butt naked wide open. Like You know what's going to happen now. Wide ass open. You spoke so, it yeah. into existence. It would have happened. If it's going to happen, it would have happened either way. I'm not buying so, my bad juju going on. The, bear, the Bears on tap, same game parlay for this game, okay? Bayless Jones anytime. Bob Tanyan anytime. Regulation tie. Bob Tanya's a Chicago guy too, isn't he? That sounds horrible. Regulation no. tie. We're not doing the double chance shit. It's going to overtime. We're going to tie. Pulisic oh, sacrificed yeah. his nuts for this country. Yeah, he did. And now maybe I know soccer is not a sport, but soccer is like it's like one step above cross country now. Yeah, um, so Bobby Tanya's from McHenry. Yeah, 12 days younger. McHenry East. I mean, that's happening then. The Packers Packers for years have done a better job of uh, scouting the Midwest. Scouting Northern Illinois than the Bears have, and it's sad. I mean, they they got got a lot of Northwestern guys and like small school guys from Northern Illinois that they have gotten over the years. Who have worked out for them and the Bears just never even sniffed. It's just embarrassing. They fucking worked out Clinton, killed Clint's knee before he even got a chance to work out for the Bears, but then he got to work out for them. So, but yeah, the Packers scouting department does overtime. You never see the Bears take a shot on anyone from, well, Illinois schools at least. I know they love the Notre Dame yeah. guys, but that seems to be the only school that they pick people from in this area. When you have Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio State, you know, you have Northwestern, Minnesota, you have all these Big Ten schools right in your backyard. Why don't we use these schools more often? Hell, it makes no I mean, sense. When guys like Kenny Galladay are going to Detroit out of Northern Illinois and stuff and like the mid rounds, and it, it just has me sitting here scratching, like, what the hell are the Bears looking at? Like, you should know these guys from your area better than any team because you don't have to travel to see them. You know, if a guy's coming out of Northwestern or Northern Illinois or um, even U of I, like the bears should like be in on it. They should be considering it. And you don't, when you're not hitting any guys from these schools, it means you weren't considering it. Yeah. We should have like 50 more Doug Kramers on our team right now. Like the, the fact that Dean Lowry is like a solid player for the Packers just, it grinds my gears so much. It does yeah. piss me it off. Fucking illegal. Yeah, they, I remember. I was so happy when they had uh, was a Garrett Wolf. Yeah. yeah, from NIU. Yeah, I was so happy when they got him. Like just for that yeah, reason, of likewise. Like, there's a there's a local dude in there, pretty yeah. much. And he was he killed it. Yeah, he killed it at NIU, though. I know you probably yeah, saw that a lot. He smashed Ohio State, too, at, at, when he went to NIU, dude. His numbers in that game, he had, like, 30 carries, 216 yards or something like that. Well, so back then, that was Jerry Angelo still. I felt like Angelo did a solid job of that. But since Angelo left, it's just been, like, gone. Like, yeah. you know, he, like, I feel like Angelo brought in quite a few guys from local, local schools. Yeah, yeah they got to create, like, a pipeline here. Of some sort. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to jump on a plane to see these guys. It's easy that's to a, go. That's an immediate them. advantage. For, you have those schools. I mean, Notre Dame's one of them too, and like I guess that's the one they take advantage of. But yeah, there's, there's so many they others use, in the area. They use the shit out of the Notre Dame one. They got yeah. like five Notre Dame guys right now. But but yeah, I don't know. I just think that, especially now too, right? You look at the upcoming season with with all the draft picks that we're gonna have. It'd almost be criminal to not have a guy or two in those draft picks that's an Illinois guy. I know Illinois actually has one of the has a really good corner that may be coming out. Yeah. Um, was it Weatherford or yeah, something like that. Like basically like an unstoppable 
corner this year's sauce gardener but uh yeah yeah it's frustrating and then you get a roster like the roster that we have today where it's just like okay uh peterman might be playing Tristan ebner might be getting some carries out there on sunday uh don't know who the fuck's gonna catch the ball uh at least cole Clement will probably get a few of those and then maybe pettis and honestly here hear me out on this one Equinamia St. Brown revenge game. Darnell Mooney's out. This is a guy that's already been productive in this offense, maybe not at the number one spot, but with Claypool banged up, Darnell Mooney out. Give me everything Equinamia St. Brown on Sunday. You know we're going to get instead, though. Two catches for 17 yards. We're going to get the Adrian Amos revenge game for no reason because we pretty much already had that. Yeah, we've played this fool like 50 times since we told him he wasn't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Just gets it's it's a never-ending cycle. And we've also had like five different players in that same position since we got rid of him. So finally found one, maybe. But yeah, about time, right? <sighs> Just brisker, man. I, I think he's legit, but yeah. It's it sucked. Like all those times that we were like, oh, he's you know. It's just going to be Eddie Jackson. You just fill the fill the box. Just have somebody fill that box role. And I feel you know. so bad for Eddie, man. Safety play gets so oversimplified by everybody. Like there's so much going on for safeties, and just say like, oh, he'll play center field, and the other guy fills the box. Like it's just it's foolish to think that way. Like there's yeah, so much that so much they more. are. There there's so much to it. It's just not that simple. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, Amos was always solid here. Like, he might not yeah. have been as good as Eddie Jackson when Eddie Jackson was elite, elite and those guys were paired together. But he was always solid. I don't understand yeah. the flag that he got. He went, he went to Penn State, too, didn't he? Yep. That's just a good school to get a safety from, it looks like. Yeah, That's where you definitely. find him. That's where you find him. I think they have a so good quarterback coming out. The thing out with Amos too, was they knew they had to pay Eddie soon. And it was like you can't have two contracts that big at safety. No, but they didn't not. have draft picks because they kept trading up. <laughs> yeah, they would trade. They would trade up two spots to get people that aren't even on the fucking team anymore. Bro, the Packers were laughing at us when we took Ha Ha Clinton Dix. They already they're they're fucking sloppy seconds, dude. If I'm being honest, I thought Ha Ha was fine. He was probably the best one like out of all. That defense was 2019. That defense was still stacked. Like they were so good still even after Raheem got hurt. That defense was still and and they didn't get the recognition because the Bears couldn't win because their offense couldn't do anything. The defense was constantly put in bad spots and was still a top 10 unit. Like it yeah. was just ridiculous how good they were. He was probably the best one out of like the Tayshon Gibsons and Oh, Gibson is. I mean that was like yeah, like he'd have some flashes here and there, but it's like what about what about Chris? Who? Chris. Chris. Yeah, Chris. You know Chris? Conti? Oh my god, dude, why? <laughs> why? Dude, Vance McDonald put that guy in the shadow realm and no one's ever oh heard of him. Oh my god, him. yeah. No one's heard from him since Monday night football. <laughs> All right, boys, let's No one it. should have heard of him since that was the Randall Cobb play. Oh my god, the worst play ever. See, that's the level of so, this game, though. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, that game, we were playing for a playoff spot. This game, yeah, nobody is playing for anything. Last year was the first time since 2017 that the Bears-Packers second game didn't mean anything. Like, 2018, Bears clinched the division on. 2019, the Bears were trying, were still alive for a playoff spot, and that game mattered a lot. 2020 was the same thing. That game felt like it. I, I think it was that game. If the it won, the Bears were in the playoffs. If they lost, they, their fate was up to someone else, and they ended up making the playoffs. But that was because someone else lost. I think the Card- like the Cardinals helped us out. I think. I think. They yeah. Niners. But like. So last year's didn't matter, but like it still felt like it. It mattered for the Packers some, and it still felt like it mattered more. Like this is the first time, you know, while like you said, beat on. It doesn't matter for either side. Yeah, very long time. I I mean I just feel like Marshawn Lynch but, right now. Like I'm just here so I don't get a fine. Like this is, I'm not that excited. 
even though it's the Packers, you're all about that action. And I want I want the action if when it's going on, but <laughs> wait. So yeah, the lines only outside of the doom and gloom. What are your guys' favorite favorite memories of Bears Packers games? Like, what's the one that stands out to you? The one for me, I already said it was 2018 when we clinched the division at Soldier Field. Yeah. Nice sunny day at Soldier Field. I was actually downtown that day too, but yeah, there's not many of them. Uh, and then if I had a close second, it would be uh, when Shane McClellan knocked Aaron Rodgers out that game, and then it turned into the battle of the backups. Not not the knocking out of the game, but it turned into God, who the fuck was it? Was it Josh McCown, I think? I think it was Josh yeah. McCown against yeah. uh Seneca Wallace. Ooh, Seneca Wallace. That's a, now I gotta look that up. I'm gonna look that up while Joey goes. Mine mine was uh the, the Thanksgiving game, I think. I mean probably would say the, the twenty eighteen one too, but what was that Thanksgiving game? I like my memory sucks, dude. So I can't even remember. Like, it was Seneca. It was Seneca Wallace, dude. Oh my god, I'm so dead right now. <laughs> Seneca Wallace, yeah. 2015. That was the Brett Favre retirement game, right? Or like uh, Brett Favre, yeah, like ceremony. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that that one was like, fuck yeah, we were not supposed to win that game. Like nobody no. thought they were winning that game. The one so. I was talking about was 2013. Yeah. So for me, it's 2008, and I just, I just remember it so distinctly, like watching it. And what was it they had Peanut Tillman had a big pass breakup in the red zone that forced, um, forced the Packers to kick a field goal to try to take the lead. It was tied. This was like end of the fourth quarter, and Alex Brown gets a hand on the on the field goal attempt, block kick. Goes to overtime, Bears win out, Robbie Gold walk off. It was just incredible game. It was like December football. The Bears were just fighting for a, for a playoff spot. They just missed that year. Like I said, 2008, they they didn't make it till 2010 after the Super Bowl run. So, but that game just felt awesome because it was like Peanut, Alex Brown, Robbie Gold. Like your dudes are out there making plays, and you feel like you're still in. It away from the Super Bowl two years later. See, and that's another thing, too, right now that is tough for us as Bears fans is there's, like, four dudes on this team that you can latch on to right now. The team yeah. that you were talking about, there was, like, four dudes in each, in each position group that you could latch on to, you know? What, three of them might not be playing this week? Yeah. Yeah. Two of them definitely aren't, and Eddie and Mooney. And you should so, probably yeah. sit Jalen Johnson, too. <laughs> like... You yeah. probably should just sit him at this point. I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like we, if we're doing like our favorite memories, we should do like our least favorite memories too, even though we kind of already, I know we probably don't want to do that, but. Least um, favorite. I mentioned mine. Yeah, Chris Conte. Yeah, that's never mine too. I'll never get over that. That plan. Never forget it. Never forget it. That and the same game, the the ball on the ground. Everyone just staring at it until a Packers guy picks it up and runs off with it. Yeah. I also have this like it's this image stuck in my head of when the Bears did that. Uh, it was a punt return when they had Hester, and I think it might have been Johnny Knox. They had that like trick fake punt. Yeah, I remember. And that. it was called back from a fi- no. It was perfect, dude. It worked. Yeah. It got called back. Called back on a phantom penalty. Yeah. I watched that play so many times, dude. Horrible call. Oh, well, yeah, no. Or, get, ready, you remember, get ready for the BS calls. We're playing. Remember practice. 2019 when Cordero, as, as a gunner, timed up his hit perfectly on the punt returner, and they called it uh, catch, uh, what, kick catch interference or whatever it yeah. is, but the guy never put up a, f- a fair catch, and he timed it perfectly on the replay, and it was like he wasn't there early. But instead yeah. of the Bears getting the ball back, he fumbled it, and the Bears had the ball at, like, the Green Bay 30. The Packers get it at midfield now because it's a 15-yard penalty. Yeah, and the Danny, the Danny Trevathan hit was clean. Argue with a wall about it. Yeah. Dude, I've, I've had lately, like, people have been uh, 
pointing it out more and more to me, which we've already probably pretty much known this, but like, and it's, it's probably league wide more often than I can even notice most of the time as I'm watching games, but Aaron Rodgers, it seems like he gets delay of game, like gets away with murder every time. Like there's a million delay of game, delay of games that they could call on him that they just don't. Call. And I mean, it's, it's probably league wide more often than I even notice. but like against the bears, I've noticed that a ton when they play the bears and it's probably just me being like, you know, probably a little bit bears bias in there, but he has gotten away with it at least. Like it's like an extra tick so at least a couple times. The league rule is that, and this is it's it's incredibly stupid. I hate the fact that this is the rule, but the clock needs to be at zero for a full second before it's a penalty. Some quarterbacks. It seems like he's had get that though, a full some second like, and change. He gets some the quarterbacks change. get a half second. It's just like Tom Brady gets a full second and change, you know, but rookie quarterbacks. No, as soon as it hits zero, they get the, they get the whistle. Like, Bro, Justin just, Fields can't even get a, a normal penalty called. So he's yeah. not getting, the, he's not getting the change. Yeah. I don't understand why the NFL, if that's the way the rule is, why the play clock doesn't go to negative one. It just makes no sense. Yeah. Just give an extra you're second. Just on the, clock. the ref at that point to like have an atomic clock in their brain of knowing <laughs> how long a second is. He's like, all right, just, ready. Like one, 1,000, two, do they count by one thousands or uh, like what, what's the other word that they use? <laughs> yeah. What are, why does it go to negative if that's the case or just add an extra second to the play clock and have it at zero, which just makes no sense. It really does, does not make any sense. Because it just, bias is going to creep in, you know, the great quarterbacks are going not, to not get called for it and the, the unproven ones will constantly get called for it. Oh, Pat, you came up with a good one. Was that 07? I like that one. He said, Pat yeah. says, I, I think in 2007, the Bears beat them 35 to 3, or lack of return and interception for a touchdown that game. That was awesome. Do you I guys agree. Remember? So, 07 to 08, Favre was finally gone coming into 08, and it was like, is this Aaron Rodgers guy any good? And it's like, he didn't look like he looked okay. Early on that first year, it was just like, this guy's not that good. This guy's not Brett Favre. Like, we got nothing to worry about. Favre's finally gone. I remember saying that to my dad, being like, Favre's finally gone. He can't be as good as Favre. Shoot 12-year-old me in the head for saying that. Yeah, 15 years (laughs) later, still talking about this fucking drug guy. Can I retract all of my statements from earlier in the show about Jordan Love not looking that good last week? Because <laughs> I don't want this to be like a full circle, just continuation of. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just it never ends. It never ends. It feels like so. I'm just I'm praying. Not too worried about him. I, I mean, so Grant, so that so that would be like 17 year old me who said that, but we were all I thinking was a lot dumber. We were all 17 years though. old, and I think that. I think we got a pretty good read on Jordan Love by this by now. Yeah, I was an awful seventeen-year-old, just for the record. But <laughs> all right, we're at, we're getting up to, to towards an hour here. Offensive, defensive, and uh, score prediction for me. Offensive, I mean, if Fields goes, and I like, I don't, I don't really want him to go, but I have a feeling that he's going to play. Uh, I mean, it's going to be Fields. Um. He's going to make this as much of a shootout as the Bears possibly can with Aaron Rodgers. And who knows, maybe pull off some magic if he goes. Uh, If he doesn't, it's probably Monty, just because it's got to be someone. You know, Monty's going to get the touches. Backup quarterback, David Montgomery. Yeah. Um, Defensive, Jack Sanborn. The one and only. That's the only answer. Yeah. It's got to be Sam um, And then score prediction. I think I had in my article Green Bay 31, Bears 27. Um, if, that's not bad. I think if Fields plays, that's the Bears, Fields is playing. Yeah, they can put up 27 if, if Fields plays. If anybody else plays, I don't 
know if they're putting up yeah, more. Than I wasn't interested in making a prediction that Fields didn't play, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to predict that either. I don't think um, Fields will be – I that's the thing. Like, how often is he going to be running? I feel like the Packers might try to load up and just commit fully to stopping the run after last week getting gashed. They've been gashed all season, but, like, last week it was just so horribly bad that they could try to lo- load up and there might be some room to really throw on them this week. The Green, um, Bay, the Green Bay Gashers. The Green Bay Gashers, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of like me speculating here after all the shit that they've gotten all week, especially Joe Barry, that they're going to try to make some adjustments to stop the run. Um, but I do think that I'm going to go with Montgomery because I still think that whether it's in the running game or in the receiving game, I mean, he's just that good. He's your best offensive player outside of Justin Fields right now with Darnell Mooney out. Um, I mean, you could make an argument for Claypool. You could talk about explosiveness with Valus Jones, but I think Mooney or uh, David Montgomery has been really plugging along here and still playing well, like when Fields has been hurt or uh, when they've needed to run the ball, he's been able to run the ball, so – I'm going to go with Montgomery for my player of the game and then, or offensively and then defensively. I mean, Sanborn's a good call. Yeah, I don't, I really don't know what else to pick. I guess I'll go with Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson. That's the only other guy that, like, it's Jalen, man. It has to be Jalen. Like, who else is stopping anything defensively? Like, Jalen Johnson, first of all, I don't know how he's going to keep up with Christian Watson and that speed. He's a great cornerback, but I mean, let's be honest. If he can and he does it, I mean, I just hope he makes a play, man. I I, I would lo- love to see a Jalen Johnson interception this week. So getting super physical with Christian Watson could work. I could see. Yeah, that. pressed up on him. Yeah. That takes him off his game. Can't run in the straight line if they're mm-hmm. getting jammed at the line. You're going to have yeah. to pop him. Monty's, Monty's always good against the Packers for, like, one beast mode run. Like – I feel like every Packers game, Monty has one run where it's like it takes all 11 defenders to bring him down. I think he just knows how to pull at the McCaskey's heartstrings. Monty knows the assignment. (laughs) He's a dog, man. He's a dog. Yeah. So for me, uh, I think that's the perfect segue for me. I said it earlier in the show. I think this can be a Monty masterclass. I think he gets over 100 yards, and I think he finds the end zone twice. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Travis Gibson. I think Travis Gibson gets in the backfield. I think Aaron Rodgers has been sacked. It, at least every time I look up, he looks to be, like, pissed and under pressure. Maybe I'm just exaggerating because I choose to no, exaggerate. There are lines had issues this year. I needed a little bit of confirmation because sometimes I say something like that, and then you're like, yeah, no, the film doesn't support that beat on. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, he seems like he's been getting hit a little bit more. And listen, man, if there's anything a guy that spent the entire summer doing drugs doesn't want to do is, is getting hit, <laughs> I think it's Travis Gibson. I think he'll have – I think he'll have, his, he'll have at least one sack, but I'm hoping he can create a turnover, maybe like a strip sack. That's dope. And then for score prediction, it's over. We already won this game, boys. We already won. 35-31. I don't even no, give my score prediction. There's going to be, gonna be no defense in this game, and I think Bears overs are auto bets as long as they stay in the 40s for the rest of the season. It was – it's what forty-two and a half, I think, yesterday yeah. when I took it. You're telling me there ain't six touchdowns in that game and a field goal? Fucking crazy. I didn't even know that that's what you were saying at first when you said it's over. I didn't know like like what's over? Like the season's over? Like they gave me the, the game's game. over. They gave me the game script. I already saw the ending. You already saw the you already did the yeah the, the book it with Trent and the Justin Fields. Game. Justin Fields is gonna swing his meat around like a helicopter. Until it ultimately lands on the table, and the Bears will win this one 35 31. I mean, if he's playing, dude, the Bears are going to put up over 30. No field goals. I like it. Just straight cash, homie. 
Or wait, five touchdowns. Sorry, yeah. I'm bad at math. I can't pick against the Bears. I didn't even give my score prediction. I, I can't listen, man, pick against them in listen, this game. Man. If there's one thing, if there's one thing you guys know about me, and and I am the biggest where do guy in the history of gambling. I will be on the right side when the Bears win a game. Today. I don't know if that will be this year. <laughs> I don't know if I'll have a house by the end of the year if I keep taking the Bears. Hoping that it's this week. I don't know why it's not juicy. It's only free bets only if you're actually gambling. Don't listen to the advice. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did last week with the Bears, but. Yeah, I lost the freeness, but the line's only four and a half. That line screams the Packers aren't good. The Bears might actually win this game. I'm going to say that the Bears win this game only because I want them to win this game because this is the only game that I actually would want them to win for the rest of the season um, if I'm thinking with my head. And really even my head is telling me just why the fuck would you want to win this game. But Bears – I'm going to say Packers are putting up 35. The Bears are putting up 38. I'm not sure what everybody else's score predictions were. What was what was yours beat on? 35-31 and Hughes was 31-27. Yeah, it's going to be high scoring. Yeah, and watch us get like 10 to 3 game for no reason at all. Yeah. The, every time I've picked the Bears to win this year, they've lost, but I think I'm like when I pick them to lose, they win sometimes. Yeah, I think all except for one. Some of like, the times. Yeah, I think it's like two and two or something when I pick them to lose. But <laughs> when I, like I pick that. them to win, it's like oh and whatever that would be oh like and seven. Trend. Did you pick them? Did you pick them to win last week? I he was on the show last week, I think, right? Oh well, yeah, that's that no, sad. I didn't last week, but like the three weeks before, and I did like every week from the Patriots game until last week, I picked them to win. <laughs> That was the last game we won. Yeah. When was so every it? every game from since the Patriots game until last week, which well, they've lost game, every one of those. That game was in October, though, right? Like that was like the first week of October. Yeah, I picked them to lose that game. Monday Night Football. I picked them to lose Week One. While I look up the exact date of that game, do you guys have any final thoughts before we close out the show? The draft is in April, right? Or is it May? I think it's April. April. It's usually late April, I think. I really don't have any final thoughts. I just I want to fast forward to the draft. <laughs> I get this point. Like you it's, got to bring some energy here, guys. Right. I mean, let's win this game. How about so, that? Let's win so this. Game. The Bears have not won a game in thirty-six days. Yep. Thirty-six days. Let's let's put an end to that this weekend, boys. This is we? like the captain's diaries. I'm like a. I'm like the Mayflower. Like, we have not eaten for 36 days. It is done. You know, I think I just got more <laughs> depressed. Yeah, we, we need to listen. If I, we I were, got more depressed. We were, we were talking about the bad times with the Packers, <laughs> and I and it was my idea to be like, oh yeah, what about your worst memory? Like, if we weren't eating until the Bears won again, boys, I don't think we'd be hosting the show anymore. They'd be hosting our funeral. <laughs> they absolutely would be real yeah. skinny by the time we came back if we were yeah so uh with that being said uh give joey a follow at joey knows nothing quen can be found at buckus stats i can be found uh perusing the internet on one of my three team specific accounts until i get my shit back and uh don't forget to follow bears on tap win lose or draw Hopefully it's a win. Win one for Virginia. Win one for the boys. Win one for our fucking sanity at this stage. Find a way to win a football game on Sunday. We'll be back with you guys on the other side. Win, lose, or draw. We really do appreciate you for tuning into this week's show. And bear down. Cheese sucks. MetLife sucks. Aaron Rodgers sucks. Jordan Love sucks. Everything sucks. The Bears suck. Bear down. Bear down. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs>